from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children, a special Jeff Stormer solo episode. I am uh, normally one of your two hosts, Jeff Stormer. Uh, normally I am joined by Aaron Catano Saez, but my good buddy is taking a well-deserved vacation. And um, Aaron, love you, buddy. Uh, this is a podcast in which we take uh, listener prompts. This is a character creation. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast powered by your listener prompts. It is a podcast where every single week we take a listener prompt to our local fair. Just a wonderful time. We buy him some cotton candy. We uh, we play some games. We buy him a big. We win him a big old teddy bear. At least we try to. You know, we play the games. We try to throw him a big uh, teddy bear. We end up getting like a little tiny teddy bear. But like to the prompt, that's all that really matters. You know, it's about it's about the gesture more than it's about the. Uh, it's about the gesture. It's about the love. We get a funnel cake. We get some fried Oreo. We, oh, it's just, it is, let me tell you. We look back, we look back at this as the one magical summer where it just seemed like all the possibilities of life just were right within our reach. It's real magical. And then it turns out that I'm an adult and that the prompt, like, got stabbed in the throat at a McDonald's. Stand By Me gets really dark at the end. I don't know if we know this. I don't know if I've talked about this on air before, but Stand By Me randomly goes way dark, like right at the end, and it's weird. Anyway, I'm off topic. We have a prompt this week that we're going to spin into a character prompt. Uh, This week, because it is just me, uh, because my good friend is taking a well-deserved, is taking a a couple days off, I am back on my bullshit, which means I... I'm going hard on comic books and superheroes. It also means that I have had about four Mountain Dews today. I am wearing a large uh, footy pajamas in the shape of Superman's tights. They have a cape on the back. It is. It has been a great couple of days. Let me tell you. I have watched 14 hours of Street Fighter uh, Street Fighter Twitch streams, all of which were Dan Hibiki, because that's the only one that I'm going to watch. I have eaten Taco Bell for the last six meals, and yes, Aaron did leave yesterday. I've made, you got fourth meal, you got second breakfast. It has been a great couple of days. But the point of all of this is that I am back on my bullshit, which is superheroes. So I sent out a tweet, a Discord message, asking for superhero prompts. I got a bunch of them. I got some very good ones. I cannot wait to dive into them. Uh, and we will start with the first prompt that we received from uh, Twitter user Ointnilly, the superhero who takes over so other superheroes can take a well-deserved week off. I thought that was a really good prompt to start with. So let's dive in. Uh, so what we've got is a superhero who takes over So other heroes can take a well-deserved week off. What this tells me is that there are other heroes 
probably bigger and cooler heroes. Excuse me, probably bigger and cooler heroes that for some reason need time off. They cannot be a hero at the moment. So what this tells me is that what I'm going to go with this, where I'm going to throw this, the idea that I'm going to throw at myself, because I can just throw ideas at myself and roll with them, is this is after, this is in the immediate aftermath of a crisis level superhero crossover event. Like, like this is the week after Avengers Infinity War. The, you know, all of the, the big league A-list superheroes flew off into space. We will say they were fighting off the incursion of the nanomind. That sounds like a comic book event. They were fighting off the incursion of the nanomind, right? They had to go off into a pocket dimension. They fought them over months and years, even though maybe only minutes passed in our world. They fought this good fight. They, they stood tall. At the end of it, they triumphed. Some of them died. Some of them are badly injured. Some of them are just tired. And, you know, they just saved the world, and they just sacrificed so much that they have come back, and I think a lot of them don't even, like, uh, announce that they're leaving. They just kind of disappear for a few days. I think there's about a week. I think they just kind of vanish right they just you know nobody sees superman for a week right like it's just they're not around some people some people are formally like hey look my arm is broken i need time to heal some people heroes have to be like infinity man did not make it and some people like i imagine like your your street level vigilantes just kind of go home and, you know, it's kind of, I think, scary because something about superheroes is there's this level of, like, someone who has your best interest will step up to protect you when you need it, and now they're not here. And I think that, like, that is where this particular superhero steps up. And I don't think they kind of step up on a Justice League scale because I don't think that's super fun to me. I kind of like it if they are one of hundreds of neighborhood level, I'm going to protect like my apartment complex and the three apartments in like old city Philadelphia. I'm going to protect my three buildings and we're going to stand together. Like, and it's just like a bunch of people kind of doing their own thing. And, and I think it only lasts for about a week, but I think the important thing for this week is it has to be a week where there is a great deal of superheroic weird crime. Because, like, I think when Infinity Man and when, uh, I don't know, Cosmos, when Infinity Man and Cosmos announce publicly, like, hey, we're out. Like, I am hurt. I gotta take some time off. I have to check on my family and my loved ones. There's a great deal of damage. You know, I think that supervillains, especially low-level crooks, are gonna, like, hit the streets in a big way. The kind of guys that are like, hey, I got a teleporter. I could probably use that to, like, beam into a bank vault. That's, that's, alright, good. That's my plan. Step one, bank vault. Step two, teleport. Step three, profit. We're good. Done. Done. 
sold. And I think that is, like, the kind of thing that... So I think it is only a week, but for this B-level superhero, it is years. It is the entire run of a comic series in this week. And I think they basically, like, don't sleep. They barely eat. They are just, like, running from thing to thing, being like... And then at the end of that week... We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play a little bit with time and say like at the end of that week they make it they're they're alive. Let me roll for pronouns real quick. At the end of that week she's alive she's fine she makes it through that week. But like then the other superheroes Infinity Man and Cosmos have to like take over for her so she can get a vacation. It is, and it's this sort of like sense. What I'm picturing is that like. It's, it's got to be, like, Tuesday to Tuesday, and when the second Tuesday rolls around, it's just fall over flat onto the bed, sleep for, sleep for like, 19 hours, and probably, might, maybe never, like, think about being a superhero again, or maybe they go back to it, maybe they, like, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there, I don't want to get ahead of myself too far. So now we just gotta, like, figure out, like, what the deal is with this superheroine. Uh, to do that, I have pulled out the Marvel Superheroes Ultimate Powers book. We used it before on the show to create, uh, Ember Inferna. And, uh, it's, it creates some bonkers, uh, abilities. So the first thing we're gonna roll on, uh, do I want to roll on, uh, physical form? I'm going to roll in physical form. Screw it. We're going to go all in. This might get real weird real quickly. Uh, I'm going to roll a D100. I got 95. It is going to get real weird real quickly because she is made of liquid. Good. Yes. Excellent. Wonderful. Okay. So now this is real weird real quickly. She is liquid. All right, let's stop and think about this, because now I need to know, well, okay, there's a, t- there's a table for origin, which I need to know, like, I'm going to have to roll on. I'm going to have to roll on, like, what her, uh, how she became a liquid, how she became liquid. Uh, 91, I am rolling hot, which I think is going to make it real weird. 91. Uh, energy exposure. Cool. I was kind of hoping that's what we would get. Because I have an idea. So. Energy exposure. So what I'm, what I'm pitching for this is that in the fight with the nanomind, in the fight with this cosmic entity, right? Which is like, I'm picturing some sort of cross-dimensional a thousand alternate Earths have merged together to form a consciousness very big and operatic. I think some some fraction of this just like caused reality to kind of ripple pun intended and I think like I, 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 I don't know if she, I'm trying to decide if she, it was cooler if she was a person who, like, reality rippled and then suddenly she was just water. 
or if she was water, that, like, reality rippled, and then she became a person. I'm going to roll on it. I'm going to roll. High is she was a person first, and then energy exposed to her, and she kind of liquefied. Low, she was water that, like, woke up. I got a 10. Uh, she was a person. So, I think, so, the thing that happens is energy, I think, like, I think this is specifically the, um, the big explosion at the end of the event, right? They destroy the nanomind, and it just bursts out through the multiverse, rippling cosmic energy throughout, and I think she was... Oh, she was definitely, like, a swimmer. This had to be during the heat of the summer. That's when event comics happen. She was uh, a swimmer, a profession, um, a, like, champion-level swimmer, is in the water, and suddenly, the, like, the glass shatters in the indoor pool, the water starts, like, bubbling, and it just, she just, like, gets thrown into a wall, and the water just splashes, and then it kind of pools up, and reforms her very kind of body horror-esque. And then suddenly she is... I think she is... Human... I, I don't think... I'm not picturing sort of a, a Hydro-Man thing where she is clear and drippy. I think she can turn into that. Is what I'm gonna say. Alright. So yeah, she kind of like... Then she just kind of like... Well, okay, I think what I'm picturing then. I think what I've got is if you remember the first X-Men movie, there's that that plot line with uh, Senator Kelly who uh, ha who like he gets infected with the mutant thing and like becomes like jelly and then melts on Professor X's like operating table. What I'm picturing then is that, where, like, she kind of forms, she's human, and then just sort of, like, liquefies, like, blah, 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 blah. and she's like, no, oh, no, and, but then, like, very quickly kind of, like, reforms, and is like, what, what was that, what just happened, oh, God, and she's just, like, looking at her hands, and suddenly they go clear, and they start dripping, and she's just like, um... Okay, great, good, excellent. But I also think, but I think I want to, like, fast forward that process to get to, I think she's got to pretty quickly kind of piece it together. And I think she does that because I think, like, if heroes are coming back, I think that she's got to, like find a mentor pretty quickly. There's got to be, like, a superhero who comes back, and she, like, seeks out maybe, like, a preeminent superhero scientist, like a Reed Richards type, who basically kind of, like, very quickly is like, oh, it looks like you're water now. Like, it looks like you've developed the ability to switch from, from solid to liquid. You know, I, and, and I think that, the, like... At, like, this, uh... I think... I'm gonna roll for pronouns for this super scientist. 
I think that she is... Oh, that's good. Okay, so I am recording this on Discord Live, and uh, Twitter user NWFairy just pitched uh, that it is an injured superhero, and I love that. Specifically, I, I'm going to go with the... Uh, I'm going to go with the very classic superhero trope of kind of taking a cue from Green Lantern of, like, in this explosion, she, like, a superhero kind of crashes into the building, and in her, like, last moments, she sees, like, this swimmer, we'll call her, uh, Miranda Lake, I think is what we will call her. Miranda Lake is the, is our superhero name. Miranda Lake is our swimmer, right? So Miranda sees this injured superhero um and goes down, right? Like she sees this injured superhero, she sees uh we'll call her mentor, her brief mentor, we will call her Cubics. Cubix is a cool superhero name. Cubix, who is like a sci-fi superhero. Cubix crashes into, into this building in this explosion of cosmic energy, and Miranda Lake turns into water. And is like, here, and as Miranda's like freaking out, and Cubix is like, stop, stop, stop. I have, I have 30th, I have the intellect of the 30th century. I can deduce this in moments. And she like, puts her, her 30th century brain to it and Miranda and is able to be like, I think that you're turning into, I think that you've developed the ability to switch from solid to liquid. And Miranda has to figure out. And so like, that's, that's our origin story. We got it. It's awesome. And I love it. But now Miranda has to figure out like, what do I, how do I, how do I control this? How, and, and more importantly, like, what now? I am some sort of water elemental. Don't really know, like, how to navigate that. This is cool. I love this. I'm, 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 I'm all in on Miranda Lake. Oh, this is good. I'm loving this. I'm loving this so much. Uh, okay. So now we are... Miranda Lake spends some time... Uh, in the immediate aftermath of transforming, of, of unlocking her power, she spends some time training and figuring out exactly what those powers are, which is when we are going to figure out exactly what those powers are. Uh, the first one that I know is going to happen is a prompt by Discord user Drifter that is the power to create bubbles that I think is... Both, like, smaller, like, innocent bubbles, but I think they are larger, like, she can trap someone in a bubble, right? Like, and I think she can control the ability of... She can control the consistency of these bubbles. She can control the, uh... The tensile strength of the bubbles. And I think that she has the ability to, like... She can she can summon these bubbles directly. Right? I think... Because I think it's it's... It's funny if at first she just kind of, like, blows bubbles. But I think eventually she has to be able to, like, use that power in a meaningful way. So now we're going to roll a d100 and figure out how many powers she has and how many powers she can gain. I got 63. Dang. 
I got 63. A 63 gets us five powers. Nice. Excellent. I'm excited. So she's got five powers, one of which is the ability to create, like, trap bubbles. One of which is the ability to create trap bubbles. Uh, let's find out what the other four are. D100 for power class. Uh, 42. That's us matter control. I'm not even going to roll on the second thing. She can just control water. She can control water. Uh, you know, uh, I'm thinking like pyro-esque. Like if there's water, she can kind of like reach out with her brain and like bring water up basically, right? Like she can, she can control water from a distance with her mind. Easy. That's one. That's, that's two of her five powers. That is 60, 65, 65 is mental enhancement. Okay. She's got some sort of mental enhancement. Let's see what she can do with mental enhancement. D hundred. That is 50. An iron will. She has an iron will. Okay. Cool. Uh, what I think that means... Uh, let's see. Let's work this out. What is what is a cool way to say, like, to sort of position that in the sense of water? Uh, I think it is that she can withstand any pressure. So she could, like dive underwater or she could dive underwater or go very high in the sky and her body will instantly calibrate itself so she can fly she can fly without problems she might not be able to literally fly yet but like maybe she just takes an airplane we'll figure it out we'll get there uh she can literally just handle pressure and i think that is uh literal and literal and figurative I think that she also develops this sort of uh, mental uh, relaxate like mental relaxation state you know the phrase you know the phrase run off like water off of a duck's back she develops that ability to naturally like have things run off of her like a duck like water on a duck's back she can just like close her eyes and be a be a babbling brook, perfect and calm in every way. That's three. Yeah, that's three. We got two more. Fifty nine. That might be more mental enhancement. Let's find out. More mental enhancement. Great. Good. Please be more iron will. Please make me go through this again. 82. And 82, telekinesis. Telekinesis is great. I love this. Uh, telekinesis is fantastic. Okay. How do, what do I want telekinesis to, how do I want this to translate? So I think telekinesis has to be, okay. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. She can, when something is in a bubble that she creates, she can lift it 
she can basically lift any object. If she puts a bubble around it, she's she can instant like it is as weightless as a bubble on the wind. Cause that's extremely cool. So like so like if there's a car crash, she can just like bubble the car, lift it up, move it out of the way, you know, move parts on the car, make tiny bubbles within bubbles to like put like pull things around pull people out of danger good yeah so it's telekinesis specifically tied to her bubble making ability and i think she has to figure that out right like she doesn't have she doesn't know that that's uh she doesn't know that that's what like what her power is at first so like she's got telekinesis tied to her bubble making that's four for five powers. Let's find out what the last one is, and I kind of hope it is just a a hard. Hope it's a hard right turn. Eighty five, physical enhancement. Okay, so something about her changed when she, like when she transformed back. Let's see what happened. Eighteen. Body resistance. What the hell is body resistance? What the hell is body resistance? Okay, she's basically functionally invulnerable. Okay, now I under... Alright, cool. Uh, so she's got body resistance. What that means is essentially she is capable of taking a remarkable amount of damage. What I will translate that within our general concept is that she is able to take a punch liquefy briefly and like take a punch liquefy briefly splash into a wall reform in an instant and be fine you know she can simply absorb kinetic stress essentially like if you punch her really hard she just kind of liquefies and then reforms is like come at me bring it again and those are her powers she has some more abilities that she can gain later and so we know her powers, we know her origin story. So what is she so and then what she doing is yeah, I think over the next week, right? She just has the worst week of her life. She has to defend against a thousand different threats. She has to defend against a thousand different like low-level criminals. She has to learn her powers super quickly. She doesn't really get a lot of sleep. She doesn't eat a lot. She just kind of hits the ground running while also saving her neighborhood. I'm going to say she lives in the neighborhood of... We will call it... Uh, what's a good neighborhood name? Casterberg. Casterberg. She lives in Casterberg. It is like a tiny... It is a tiny neighborhood in this sort of uh, industrial city of Mannheim, Pennsylvania. It's kind of, uh, I'm, I, I'm picturing Mannheim as sort of the third city. You've got, so you've got, you've got, so you've got Pennsylvania, you've got Philadelphia, you've got Pittsburgh. Mannheim is kind of in the middle. It's the kind of place that is like, um, it's the kind of place that, it's a little bit working class. It's a little bit like post-industrial and hasn't quite caught up to like the tech boom. 
But, like, if you like architecture, particularly a particular period of architecture, it is a beautiful city to just walk around. And it's a lot like Philly in that it's a city of tiny neighborhoods, of which Casterberg is one of these kind of smaller neighborhoods that's, like, a series of large apartment complexes, as well as, like, shops on the first floor and apartments above them. And there's a lot of, like, cafe... There's, like, a cafe and a record store... And a barber shop. It is... I love Casterberg. I'm madly in love with Casterberg. We're going to take Miranda Lake. We're going to throw her away. And we're just going to have a slice of life... Slice of life sitcom set in the lovely neighborhood of Casterberg. But I also want this to be a superhero comic. So we're going to we're gonna go back into the trash. We're going to pull Miranda Lake out of the trash. And we're going to... We're going to dive back in. Pun intended. Uh... So she's basically got to defend the city, like, the neighborhood of Casterberg. I don't think she necessarily goes beyond that. I think there are other heroes that kind of step in there. A few of the remainders of bigger, like, a few of the remaining bigger heroes, a few of these smaller neighborhood characters. I think that she's got to, like, punch her way through a little bit. And she's she defends her neighborhood, right? Uh, and she does so... Under the superhero name, wait for it, The Wave. I nailed it. I nailed it, everybody. I did it. Slam dunk. Cut, print. We're going home. The Wave defends Casterberg. She is the great, she is, she's their neighborhood hero, right? And I think that, like, at the end of this week, like, she is... You know, all the cafes have artwork of the wave. They've all got, like, pictures of her with, like, neighborhood businesses. I know I said she probably, like, hangs it up after afterwards, but I think, like... I think that, like... I kind of think she takes a victory lap for a week. Like, I kind of think there's a week immediately afterwards where she just kind of, like, takes pictures with local businesses, does photo ops tries to, like, drum up interest in some of the, like, local mom-and-pop spots in Casterberg. And it's like, come meet the wave! And she's, like, got her arms around people. I think it's very... There's a very cute week right after she saves the neighborhood. There's a very cute, very innocent, little, very wholesome week where she, like... She's, like, hanging out and, like, chilling with people. And it's just, like kind of adorable and like that's her superhero like career in a nutshell and now what the last the one thing i want to do before i like dive in and kind of explore the and kind of start like roll on some tables and call it a wrap the thing that really interests me about miranda lake the wave superhero of casterberg Mannheim, pennsylvania is what does she do after what does she do after, like, the big heroes, after the Society of Supers, bec- like, steps back in? What does she, where does her life go afterwards, right? Like, I have a lot of questions, right? Because she's got these powers, she's had this run. What does she do now? What does her, what does her day-to-day look like? And I think, like, I don't know if she fully, 
This is a very, this is like a, there's a lot. I think she can't, because I, I think she can't just go back to the way it was, right? Like, she can't just, like, there and back again, the whole thing. She kind of has to, like, figure this out. And so I think, yeah, I think we have to figure out, like, who Miranda Lake was before this to figure out who she becomes after this. So we know she was swimming in a pool. We know that she was a swimmer. Uh, I think she was a very... I think she was... Col- I'm, hold on. There's actually... I believe there's a table in the Ultimate Powers book for age, but I, I'm not sure. Uh, let's find out. There is not. So what we'll do is we will roll on a D100. Let's roll on a D100 and come up with an age. She is 28. So she's in her late 20s, right? She's in her late 20s. She is kind of just out of grad school, I think, and kind of moving back home. I think she was a championship swimmer in college. But I don't think she's a... I don't think she has, like, pursued a swim career afterwards. I think she kept swimming as a hobby. I think that she... So she moved back to Mannheim. She went to college and moved back home. So I think what it has so I think what it is is that she has maybe been I kind of like freelancing. I kind I think I like freelancing cuz I think I like the idea that it explains a little bit of like why it explains a little bit of why she was capable of like adjusting her schedule so rapidly is that she's kind of used to working on her own schedule. If she wants to be up at 2 in the morning like hammering out like writing articles like she can write an article at two in the morning so i kind of i think she was freelancing i think she moved back moved back like home just to she just realized that she wanted to kind of live in this city and i know i said that they kind of that manheim kind of missed the tech boom i think she's part of a like inverse brain drain maybe a little bit gentrifying but i don't think necessarily people are being forced out like i think a lot of college i think a lot of like this college class is moving back home and like getting their own apartments and kind of starting this we said that there's a lot of mom and pop shops and i think a lot of them are people who grew up in town so all my fantasy children tradition time. I'm going to pull in a little bit of our of Aaron and my South Jersey upbringing. The town where uh, we both grew up, Mount Holly, had this thing happen. It um, a lot of kids who grew up there kind of moved back. A lot of people kind of like opened up coffee shops and just moved back and took jobs in the neighbor in like town cities nearby. And it kind of had this, you know, a few of them opened breweries. And I think it is like this kind of place where like. They a bunch of people moved back home and started like working on it. So I think that she is. I'm gonna say it's a comic book. She's got to be a reporter, and I think she's a reporter for the uh, the Mannheim Metropolitan. Swish, uh, the Mannheim Metropolitan is the neighborhood move is the neighborhood newspaper, and she just covers local affairs. So she covers a lot of these mom and pop stories, which is why when. She, like, retires from being a superhero after this week. She goes off and sort of, like, becomes these, like, goes off and gets photos with these mom-and-pop stores. So, I think, 
I think what has happened, what happens after is like, she just kind of, I don't think she goes back to being a reporter. I think she like, I think she starts a, uh, okay, here's my pitch. I've got, I've got a, I've got a pitch that made me laugh, which means it's good enough for me to put on the air. She doesn't retire from being a superhero. She retires from fighting crime. She takes her, like, local affairs reporting and becomes the superhero face of, like, civic improvement in the town, in the city of Mannheim, and is, like, is the only thing's like, hey, we need a stoplight here. We need a stoplight here. We don't have, you know, we, uh, this, it is difficult to make a left turn on this intersection, and that is, and she, like, rips off her shirt to reveal the wave costume underneath, a super inconvenience. Snap, snap, photo, photo, photo. And she just, like, fights to, imp- she uses her image to, like, fight to help make her town a little bit better. She uses her reporter's background and her powers to, like, improve the city. She's no longer a superhero, and I think, like, outside of Casterberg, nobody really ever even thinks of her as a superhero. They just think of her as the powered lady that hangs out and, like, goes to town halls. (laughs) They kind of just think of her as that weird lady at the town hall with the power to turn into, to summon bubbles and turn into water. But, like, the people of Casterberg think of her and say, like, yeah, the, the week after the Nanomind incident, we had nothing. You know, there was, we had, let's see if I can think of a good, a good low-level villain. We had the Shotgun 6 roll up on the local coffee shop. Infinity Man wasn't there. Cosmos wasn't there. Cubix wasn't there. But the wave was there. The wave stopped every one of them. She jammed up their guns. She jammed up the Shotgun 6's mega shotguns. So yeah, now she goes to town halls and she tries to fix potholes. But like, there was a time she was everything Casterberg had. And we will never forget that. And so like, you go to... You go to the record store and you look through, you like bring your, you bring your, your DJ equipment to the record store to get it fixed. And there's a drawing, there's like a comic book drawing of the wave and she's smiling. You go to, you go to eat and there's a little bit, there's a, uh, a photo of the owners of the restaurant with the wave. And a lot of people think it's just like kitsch and shtick. But there's this one neighborhood that values this woman forever, and she she never really, like, has to step up again because there are people with better powers. There are people better equipped to fight weird crime. But, like, if ever Casterberg needs a hero again, they've got one. They've got... They've got the wave, and if ever you really need it, there's a hero for this tiny neighborhood. And when they don't need it, she's going to live in her one bedroom on the third floor. She never asks for money. That's a big thing. She just kind of like sits and types and lives her life. She, she like, she does admittedly, 
She uses her powers for personal gain once because she puts it on a rental application because there's an apartment with... There is this corner apartment in the building right on the corner of Siegel and Schuster. There is this apartment, corner apartment with the most beautiful view of the park. Oh, and in the springtime, people bring out their dogs and cats and they take them for walks. And oh my goodness, it is the most, like, people fight for this apartment. So she, when she filled out her, like, rental application, she definitely put, oh, P.S., I'm the wave. And when the landlord was like, hey, can you prove it? She, like, lifted his, like, clipboard with her bubble power. She was like, yeah, it's it's me. Can I have the apartment? And so she sits on the window seat of her apartment and just, like, types and writes articles and has a good life. And I am getting choked up with how much I love her. So we're going to roll on some tables to wrap up. Uh, I've got, I know just the table that I want to roll on. I just got to open it. I love this. I love this so much. This is wonderful. Here we are. We've got uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition table to adapt to our four-color local superhero. Where's it starts? We're going to be rolling on the folk hero tables because that feels appropriate. We're going to roll on the folk hero tables. Uh, let's see. Let's find out the defining event. Seven. I train the peasantry to use farm implements uh, and weapons against a tyrant soldier. Okay, so we're going to adapt that. We're going to adapt these pretty heavily because they're about Dungeons and Dragons and this is about superhero stuff. So we're going to adapt this pretty heavily and say uh, when she is like helping, like after she busted up the shotgun six, she may be like taught some like. Or, actually, no, you know what it is? You know what it is? After she retires, she opens at, like, the neighborhood gym. She starts a weekly self-defense class called, like, Riding the Wave with the Wave. And it's, like, just simple self-defense techniques to help you, like, if you need them. She, like, teaches, and she also, like, involves a lot of, like, also meditation because she has that kind of, like superhero calm effect and she just like she kind of helps the neighborhood like she's like look you know there will be situation there will be tough situations but together but like i'm going to teach you and so like even further than being the neighborhood superhero she becomes just like she's just like a cool badass lady that teaches you that teaches you martial arts and also like also mindfulness techniques and I'm, I'm, I love all of this. Uh, let's see. I'm going to need a D8 for a personality trait. D8, go. Four. I have a strong sense of fair play and always try to find the most equitable solution to arguments. Yeah, that makes sense. She, she will not take the easy way out of a fight. She absolutely will not. Under no circumstances will she, like... She can always, like... There's, like, a dark side to her powers, right? Where she could, like... It reminds me a lot of Sue Storm, where she could make a bubble around your head and just choke you out. But she doesn't do that, because she's like, no, that's not fair. Like, I am not... I'm not in this to hurt you. I'm in this to make stop you from stopping other people. And so she just... She's... She is aggressively almost... 
almost she almost limits herself by virtue of being like I I'm not going to like hurt you. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this safely. Give me a d6 for an ideal. One respect. People deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. I love it. That's good. That's just the good superhero mantra. I think that like. I think she, you know, she always, like, I don't even have anything to add to that. That's just, like, great superheroics. Uh, give me a d6 for a bond. Five. I protect... I can't... This is good. Five is, and I did not cheat this roll. I did not re-roll this. People on Discord can attest to this. A five is I protect those who cannot protect themselves. I'm, I'm upset. <laughs> this is the greatest. That's magic. That is table magic. And her d6 for a flaw? Five. Secretly, I believe things would be better if I were a tyrant lording over the land. So, okay. So, secretly, I think there are days... So, I think what it is... I think I know what it is. Her apartment is lined with, like, pictures of all the pictures and newspaper clippings. And sometimes, like, sometimes she'll be, like, on Twitter and see people being like, Hey, I got my picture with Infinity Man! And it's, like, you know, posing with the big hero. And she's like, yeah, but, like, where was he when we needed him? He wasn't around. I was doing that work. And, so, and, and like... She kind of, like, she's good at putting it aside, but there are definitely days where, like, she knows she put in a hell of a lot of work, and outside of her neighborhood did not get a lot from it. And I think there are days where, you know, that weighs on her a little bit. But I think she's good at being like, hey, you know what? I think I think that's part of what makes her so, like, active in the neighborhood, is she's like, look... A lot of people in the city are just going to ignore me and pretend like I don't exist. But, like, I've got my crew. I've got the people around me that I care about. They think I'm a hero. So what is it? So what else is there? And she goes and gets a slushy at the... She goes and gets a smoothie at, like... Oh, it's such a good smoothie place. They do, like, they... Oh, they've got so many fruit... They've... I'm upset. I'm obsessed with this neighborhood. And I could just go on so many tangents of this, like cute little neighborhood, but I'm not because we're going to call it a wrap on Miranda Lake, The Wave. Thank you so much to everyone that submitted a prompt for that. That was a great episode. I am delighted. Oh, I'm very, very happy with how that turned out. I'm real happy. Um, if you'd like to submit a prompt for the show, you can do that in a lot of different ways. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post on Facebook at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You can email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can post them to our Discord at bit.ly slash amfcdiscord. That's AMFC capitalized, capital D, Discord. You can also submit them to our website at allmyfantasychildren.com. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review or telling a friend via social media or just in person. You know, pull them aside and say, hey, have you heard this? It's great. Uh, all of those things help us do new things. They help us reach new audiences. It is a huge help. I really can't put into words how how valuable it is to ha just tell someone about the show and like what a difference it really makes. It is the best form of advertising that there is. Um, 
You can also consider backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Uh, you can get access to uh, behind-the-scenes content, bonus stuff, early access to the show. It's a good deal, and it helps us pay for hosting fees, equipment costs, all the little things that keep the lights on. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, I have another podcast. Uh, it's weird for me to throw it over to myself when I'm, uh, it's by myself. Um, I have another podcast. You know what I'm going to do before that, though? You know Aaron Catano Saez? He's a great person. I love him to death. He started a Twitch stream recently at twitch.tv slash Mount Holly Hero. That's MT Holly Hero. You should go follow him. Like, it's... He's a great streamer and a great person, and he deserves your support. So go do that. Um, I also have another podcast. It's called Party of One. It is an actual play about two-player role-playing games. Um, you can find that at partyofonepodcast.com. Uh, let's see. A verbal hug this week. I've got one. I've got a good verbal hug this week. I've been thinking about it the last few days. You are allowed to take a vacation. You are allowed to say, I need some time off. You are allowed to say, I am tired and need a couple days. You're also allowed to say, hey, I'm excited. I'm going to do something fun. I'm going to need a couple days. You are not beholden to anything. You know, you the, the, the work that we're doing... It's yours, and that's there are there are downsides to that, but there are also plus sides. Like you can also take a vacation, and the people that care about you will be there to carry on when you are not there. And and in exchange, just when there when people need you to carry on in their stead, be there for them. Keep working, you know. Keep keep up the hustle, and feel free to say like. Hey, I'll be back in a couple days. I love you. And we'll be there when you get back. That's our verbal hug. And is that it? I think that's it. Until next time. When Until next time, when you hear both of us say these words. Good night and good game.